You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Wednesday, October 31st. Spooky. It's Halloween. And it is Michigan week for Penn State. We will keep previewing Penn State's uh, tough road test in the big house, but also kind of a nice opportunity for this Penn State team. I was thinking about it uh, lately, like this game, the pressure is not on Penn State. And for the last two and a half years, really, it feels like the pressure has been on them in these types of games, uh, at least at least since the start of the 2017 season, uh, even against Ohio State last year, against Michigan State last year, against Ohio State this year. Those games have all, the, the you know, it's a Penn State has to win this game. And, and this one, Michigan is favored by double digits. They're higher ranked. Penn State's on the road. It's kind of a nothing to lose uh game for Penn State, you know, even unless they get embarrassed like they did in 2016, but I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, this is a game where they can lose and they are some most people expect them to lose and there's going to be a little less pressure on them. So maybe that opens some things up. Maybe that makes them play a little looser, a little better. Who knows? I, I think it could help this team. I certainly don't think that's going to be a downside for them. And they can even play up the underdog factor if they like. So I think that's good news. Uh, we are going to look at this game and uh, look ahead to the rest of the week with our three things to know on today's show. We will also have Penn State trivia, and I'm going to do a top five countdown of Penn State's best road wins of the 21st century. Nittany Lions not not quite as good on the road as you might expect. I actually went back and looked at some numbers for the last... 18 plus seasons uh not that great but there have been some really good road wins uh if they do get a win on saturday it would certainly be added to that list but we are going to start today's show with our three things to know this week starting with trace mcsorley's health and trace mcsorley is doing just fine james franklin updated that at his press conference on tuesday really gave i mean indications that everything are are good to go for Trace McSorley heading into Michigan this week. Of course, Trace hurt his knee, uh, went down hard against Iowa last week, had to come out for a couple series. Tommy Stevens got the ball for a little bit and showed what he could do, but then McSorley comes back in the game, rushes for a 51-yard touchdown. That is a big difference. Does throw a, a pretty bad pick six, an untrace McSorley-like play in the fourth quarter, but Penn State's able to hang on, of course. Trace McSorley is ready to go. Not a surprise to anyone. He might have to wear a knee brace. He might not be as mobile as he normally is, but he's going to try to gut it out in the big house against the best statistic defense in the nation. I think this would be, I don't know, it's Trace McSorley's best win, but I think it's one that could define his Penn State career if if he is able to do it. Uh Actually, it's funny. I'm going to get to a James Franklin quote in a minute, but he basically said that Trace McSorley's career can't be defined by one game. But uh, <laughs> to me, if you, if, and this is a big if, if he is able to play really well and make a bunch of plays against this super good defense, 
uh, for a team that, as I mentioned, is an underdog, is not expected to win, and somehow lead them to victory in a place where he and a bunch of these teammates got just destroyed two years ago, I think that would be the most impressive win that Tracy Sorley has had at Penn State just because of everything surrounding it. Also, him coming off an injury. You look at yeah, the way he might not be 100% mobile and he might not be his usual self, but if he is able to somehow pull that off, that would be really, I think, something that could kind of define who Tracy Sorley was and what he meant for this program. Here's what James Franklin did say about Tracy Sorley on Tuesday. He said, quote, uh, this is about Tracy's legacy. Quote, I think it's just a, it's the collection of work. You know, it's all of it. It's not just the stats. It's not just the wins and losses. It's all of it. You think about what that guy's been able to do in his career, the number of wins. I mean, we played good football here at Penn State for a long time, and he's got a chance to be the winniest quarterback in program history, probably the most important stat you can get, end quote. So, yes, I, I agree with James that that is a very important stat, and I agree that Trace Wissorley isn't defined by one game, but if he is able, and if Penn State is able to go up there and to get a win behind a very solid Trace Wissorley performance, I think that would be one that, that kind of defines what he is and what he's meant to this team. All right, moving on. Second thing to know this week, college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. Penn State is 14th. They're also 14th in the AP poll, so easy to keep that in line. Penn State is number 14 those initial rankings. Obviously, could take a big jump up if they do beat Michigan this week. Um, I also just happen to now believe that the college football playoff should be expanded to 14 teams. I think it's the perfect number. It makes a lot of sense. I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, you know, I, it, it's the perfect number. I, it's an even number. So, you know, brackets can work. I'm not sure the logistics of it. No, I'm kidding. But Penn State, this is kind of exactly where you expected them to be. And, uh, yeah, I'm big. the Big Ten not looking too great in these rankings. Michigan is fifth. They are the highest Big Ten team, one spot out of that uh, out of that top four. And Michigan is basically assured a spot in that top four if they beat Penn State because Alabama, who is number one, and LSU, who is number three, play each other this week. So Michigan, with a golden opportunity to move right in there and to stay in that college football playoff conversation if they win this game and then beat Ohio State in a couple weeks and then win the Big Ten championship, you'd have to assume that Michigan at that point would be in the college football playoff. So a lot on the line for the Wolverines here. Uh, and Penn State could probably jump up in the top 12, top 10, if they are able to go to Ann Arbor and get a win. So that's Penn State's new ranking. Uh, not a huge surprise there, but and you're going to see the same number as the AP poll, but it kind of also defines a huge opportunity for Penn State and uh, what's at stake this week for Michigan. All right, third and final thing to know, uh, this is actually kind of a few things to know, is that it was a very newsy day in the Big Ten East on Tuesday. Uh, a couple different topics that I just wanted to touch on here. Uh, first and foremost, the, probably the biggest news other than the rankings in college football on Tuesday was that Maryland 
is going to reinstate DJ Durkin, which was shocking news. He's their coach who has been on administrative leave since August. And this came after, well, it came after freshman lineman Jordan McNair died over the summer following, uh, he was hospitalized after a workout with the team and he ended up dying a few weeks later due due to complications from that. Uh, Durkin had his job until August when ESPN released this bombshell report uh, about this toxic culture surrounding the Maryland program and details of how players are pushed too hard and are mocked and this, this toxic culture that some players resented and maybe isn't like a super shock to some people who follow college football very closely, but it was something that almost everyone believed would cause DJ Durkin to lose his job. He has not coached a game this season. Matt Canada has been the church's um, interim head coach, and many people thought that when Maryland wrapped up this investigation that DJ Durkin would be out of a job. But the Terps surprised me and a lot of other people on Tuesday when they said that he will be back. They basically said that too much of the blame had been placed at DJ Durkin's feet and uh, for DJ or for uh, Jordan McNair's death and for the culture of the, the program. They didn't find enough wrong to, to want him to be fired. Um, Jordan McNair's parents have both had harsh words from Maryland after this. His father told ESPN, quote, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and someone spit in my face. Yeah, that's just such a bad move for Maryland. And that, that quote really outlines why it's such a surprising and it just seems foolish move by them. Uh, They're getting, you know, catching a lot of flack for this. And it's just crazy to think that, and it, it seems like he's going to be back on the sidelines this weekend. Um, a few Maryland players did walk out of a meeting when this was announced. So it seems like they, they are fed some, at least a small portion of this team is fed up with this news and is very unhappy with this news. And who knows how that's going to affect things in the locker room, but you would think adversely. Uh, but for now, DJ Durkin is back at Maryland and at this rate, it seems like he will be coaching soon and will be on the sidelines when, uh, Maryland comes to Penn State in a few weeks. Uh, that's actually the last regular season game of the year there at the end of November. So that's some pretty shocking and uh, some big college football news there, Big Ten news there on Tuesday. Also elsewhere in the Big Ten East, Urban Meyer revealed that he has a cyst on his brain. Uh, he told this to a small collection of Ohio State reporters who he, uh, he went down when they were playing Indiana a few weeks ago. Uh, he went down on the sideline and had uh, the, it seemed like something was wrong. And a couple of pe- people obviously asked about it. Reporters asked about it after the game and he didn't get really into the details then, but he did with a handful of reporters who covered the Buckeyes uh, on Tuesday. He revealed that he's had this cyst on his brain and it's been diagnosed for 20 years. And it's something that causes him to have a lot of headaches and he actually had to get surgery on it uh, in 2014 to alleviate some fluid from it. Um, this is all kind of part of this and uh, the Zach Smith allegations and, his hand, and Urban Meyer's handling of that and Ohio State's investigation of that, which causes suspension, and his health problems have all culminated into people suspecting that his career is going to be over sooner than later, but 
Meyer did say that he has no plans to stop coaching and wants to continue coaching Ohio State in 2018 and 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 beyond. But yeah, it seems like Urban Meyer. It, it'd be tough to imagine him coaching at Ohio State for more than a. I, I'd be surprised if he's back in 2019 at this rate, but it, it, that's what he wants to do. At least he's saying. Um, final piece of Big Ten East news is a Rutgers linebacker was charged for an attempted double murder. So, yeah, that was a little out of left field, but that is uh, some other very surprising Big Ten news. I I don't think he'll be with the team when Penn State plays the Scarlet Knights in a few weeks. All right, so those are the three things, uh, three things and change that you need to know this week. We have to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, I will have the Big Ten, I will have the Penn State trivia question of the week and also our top five countdown of Penn State's best road wins of the 21st century. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out Sling TV. For just 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get a special seven-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free seven-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Locked On Nittany Lions is also brought to you by Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season or need tickets to any show or sporting event, you got to check out Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And to make things even better, there's a special promo code offer for Locked On listeners. Use the promo code Locked On and you get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app today, and then use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Every purchase on Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app today, use that promo code Locked On, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to get to the top five countdown of the week in just a minute. Uh, but first, we have Penn State trivia for the week. So I was looking it up here and uh, going through some past Penn State seasons. And I was looking at when was the last time that Penn State won a game at Michigan in the Big House. And that happened to be in 2009. Penn State got a victory, uh, a pretty one-sided win over the Wolverines. One Penn State player had three touchdowns in that game. Who was it? 2009, Penn State beats Michigan in Ann Arbor. 
One Penn State player had three touchdowns. Name that Penn State player. All right, we will circle back to that trivia at the end of today's show. So think on that, chew on that for a while, try to come up with an answer. We'll get back to that at the end of today's show. But now we're going to get into this week's top five countdown. Also features road games. Uh, and it's the top five road wins, Penn State road wins of the 21st century. I actually looked this up. Penn State is 42 and 44 in true road games since the beginning of the century, since 2000. So, yeah, that surprised me that they're under 500. I wasn't surprised that the winning percentage was maybe like in the low 50s, but I thought it was going to be on, on the other side of 500. Penn State has a couple of neutral site wins in there. I didn't count bowl games or anything, but I was surprised that 42 and 44 in true road games. Penn State is 3-0 in true road games this year, so they're chipping away, trying to get back to 500 there uh, in the 2000s. So maybe they can can get another big dent at this week get within one game of 500. We will see. But here is our top five. It starts in 2002 at Wisconsin, Penn State. Got a really solid win for that really solid 2002 team. Zach Mills and Larry Johnson go into Camp Randall, got this thing done. Happened a, a week after Penn State lost to Iowa at home. Mills had 287 yards. Uh, LJ had a 111 on the ground. and It was a 34-31 win. Close, good win over a, a Brooks Bollinger-led. There's a good old Big Ten name for you. A Brooks Bollinger-led Wisconsin team. Both teams were ranked at the time, Penn State 20th, Wisconsin 19th. Uh, Penn State, unfortunately, went on to lose the next week, but hey, still a really good win up there in Camp Randall. Number four on this list is uh, the Northwestern game from 2005. Uh, this game, I think, sometimes can get overlooked in that 2005 season because uh, Penn State had some really good wins there uh, on their way to an 11-1 record, but it was a needed win and a close win in Evanston. And it really, it was kind of a crazy win. Penn State got the go-ahead touchdown. Michael Robinson to Derek Williams. M. Rob to D. Will, 36 yards with only 51 seconds left. So that was a very clutch touchdown and an exciting game. The game, uh, it was a 34-29 win. The game uh, changed leads three times in the final nine minutes. Penn State was actually unranked at the time, but then they went on to beat number 18 Minnesota the next week and then number six Ohio State after that. And then they played Michigan, who can remember what happened. All right, number three on this list is Iowa from 27. Yeah, we talked about this game last week. <laughs> it was in our top five last week of Penn State and Iowa's best games. Uh, here it is again. It was a really good road win and a tough place to get. Really good road wins at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, we will always remember it for the the drama and the Saquon-ness that were both in high, high quantity in this one. Uh, it was also... I was just thinking about it, how Penn State really silenced that crowd. And this will be, this game this week will be the last time that Trace McSorley really plays in front of a hostile crowd in a Penn State uniform. Uh, Penn State's only other road game this year is at Rutgers. Wouldn't call that one very hostile, <laughs> even if Rutgers was decent, which they are decidedly not. So I think, uh, I think, Maybe that'll be another reason for Trace Stoli to really be able to write his legacy here, legacy here if they can go out and uh, get a win this week. But thinking back to that 2017 Iowa game, that was a, a fun time to watch Penn State 
basically silence a whole stadium with a last-minute drive. Number two on our list of Penn State's top five wins from the 21st century is Wisconsin from 2013. I loved this game. This was impressive. This was <laughs> this was a signature Bill O'Brien, Penn State, 24-point underdogs. Heading into the game, Bill O'Brien like was asked about being a 24-point underdog or asked about the spread, and he's like, oh, I don't, we don't talk about the spread. I don't even know the spread. He says something along those lines. And then they beat Wisconsin, and Penn State posts one of those post-game videos from the locker room. And like the first thing that Bill O'Brien says is like, <laughs> it reminds his team how they, they were 24-point underdogs going in, uh, and, no, and no one thought they could win. Of course they did. It was Bill O'Brien's last game, sadly, with Penn State. Uh, but both of his seasons at, at Penn State were ended with uplifting and really good wins against Wisconsin. Those were both 2012 and 2013. Wisconsin games were both uh, really, really good games for Penn State, high-quality stuff. Also a great game for Christian Hackenberg, that 2013 Wisconsin game. He had 339 yards. Yeah, maybe Yeah, the beginning of – maybe the peak of his Penn State career, unfortunately. But, yeah, that, w- that was a heck of a win. Penn State has not been back to Camp Randall since then. So they go back next year. That could, that could be a fun trip. And, of course, they have played Wisconsin since then if you recall the 2016 Big Ten title game. All right, number one on this list, you probably already know what it is. Ohio State in 2008. Yeah, this is has to be number one on this list, not because it was a pretty game. It was absolutely not that, but it was a hell of a win. This game had no touchdowns. Looking at the box score on this, I was perplexed by a few different things. This game had no touchdowns for the first 54 minutes. Like, oh my God, <laughs> it was, it was brutal. It was just a, a punt fest and just some good old big 10 battle, top 10, big 10 teams grinding it out. Penn State scored the game's only touchdown. It was scored by Pat Devlin. Yeah. I didn't realize that Daryl Clark went out in this game with an injury and Pat Devlin came in, led a drive and scored on a QB sneak. Um, and then of course the Terrell Pryor fumble. A famous play in Penn State history. So yeah, Penn State, number three at the time, beats number nine, Ohio State on the road. A really, really nice road win out there in Columbus. Heck of a moment for that team in the program. So those are Penn State's top five road wins since 2000. Let me know if I missed anything or if you disagree with my arrangement of these wins or if you agree with them. You can uh, tweet at me, at LockedOnNittany. You can also tweet at me, my personal account, at SPNovich if you want to get your thoughts and feelings on that list in. All right, we have to step away for another quick break, but stay with us here on Locked on Nittany Lions because we have that trivia answer coming up. All right, welcome back to the show. We are closing out today with the answer to our trivia question from this week. It was uh, looking back at Penn State's last win at Michigan, which came in 2009. Penn State won that game, and one Penn State player had three touchdowns in the game. Who was it? It was a wide receiver. It was Graham Zug. Yeah, remember Graham Zug? He was really solid for a while. Yeah. Pretty good for a couple years, like oh, like oh nine, ten, eleven. That was Graham Zug time. 
He had five grabs in that game for 59 yards, three touchdowns. Daryl Clark completed 16 passes in that one, and uh, four of them were touchdowns. So there you go. That's efficiency from Daryl Clark. Michigan uh, had a good old Tate Forcier at quarterback. What a time that was. Um, yeah, Penn State. I was looking back at the Penn State-Michigan series record. Penn State, uh, of course, last year snapped a three-game losing streak to Michigan by blowing them out at Beaver Stadium. Uh, that Penn State previously had uh, won four games against them from that 2009 game to that crazy four-overtime 2004 game, and then Michigan won the last three in between in 14, 15, and 16. Uh, this, was, this has been kind of streaky in this series, Michigan, before that Penn State <laughs> stretch uh, that ended in 2009 had won uh, nine games in a row from 1997 to 2007. So, yeah, there's been a lot of streaks. So maybe Penn State can start a new one. You know, they kind of already have. They can grow one uh, this week at the Big House to make it two in a row against Michigan. That would be uh, a huge boost to this season. Uh, we'll talk about more about this game. Coming up later in our next two shows this week, we'll have more of a Michigan preview on Friday. Uh, so be on the lookout for those shows. You can find Locked on Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and download the show. If you subscribe, we'll get a new, fresh episode every day, during every weekday during the 2018 season. And also leave us a rating and review if you can. It really helps us out, helps other Penn State fans find the show. So thanks so much for listening. We will be back on Thursday to talk more Penn State, Michigan. I'll talk to you then.